I think we all instinctively realize that selfish people are miserable people and that a marriage will not survive if selfishness is dominating a couple's hearts and their home. That makes sense, right? But do we really believe that the opposite is just as true? Do we really believe that a marriage will thrive when both the husband and the wife are full of generosity, self-sacrifice, and mercy? Hey, this is Nate with Purity for Life. In episode six of our series, Ashes to Beauty, Scott and Aaron Wilson are back with me. They'll talk about why seeing what Jesus had done for them personally radically changed the way they saw life and why living a life of mercy toward others became one of their greatest desires. I began to see how Christ saw my sin, saw my darkness, all the sexual sin, all the stuff I had done to my wife, and he said, I love you and I'm dying for you. And that revelation just absolutely wrecked my heart and made me just fall deeply in love with Jesus because I saw that mercy, that pure mercy for the first time. I would say the mercy life became real for me when my eyes were open to God's mercy over my own life. Like he took all my sin and he just, he loves me so much that he would do that. His love is so great and his mercy is so great. And I needed to do the same for others. Thanks for joining us as we talk about why a marriage full of mercy is so blessed. That's what's coming up. Here we go. All right, so this is the sixth episode in our series, Ashes to Beauty, and I've got Scott and Aaron Wilson back with me. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks. Um, okay, so again, I've said that I say this in every show, but the point of this series is that God has a way that he transforms marriages, and he transforms them by taking a husband and a wife through a spiritual process that's laid out in the Beatitudes. And so I'm going to go through some of the Beatitudes. Hopefully people who have tracked with us, they know this by heart by now, but blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the pure in heart, and what we're going to talk about today, blessed are the merciful. So one of the things that we say here often is that you have to learn to live in a flow of mercy. And hopefully by the end of this discussion, people understand exactly what that means and why it's so important. So can we talk about how that became clear to you? I've got to live the mercy life. Well, first I would say, if there's people watching this and they're thinking, what is the mercy life? <laughs> right. You're in, you're in good company because <laughs> I had no idea what that meant when I came to Pure Life. I, yeah. I really didn't. And so I would say that after a couple of weeks, first month or two, it began to make sense to me in a head knowledge way. And it seemed like a good concept that I wanted to say, okay, I can get behind this, right? Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't until the Lord revealed himself through the cross that I began to actually understand the beauty of mercy and what it really means to walk out. And so that was about two months into the program, and I began to see how 
Christ saw my sin, saw my darkness, all the sexual sin, all the stuff I had done to my wife, and he said, I love you and I'm dying for you. And that revelation just absolutely wrecked my heart and made me just fall deeply in love with Jesus mm. because I saw that mercy, that pure mercy for the first time. And so that began to birth inside of me the need to walk out the mercy life and to care about the needs of others, to meet people wherever they are in their walk, to be there beside them, and to give hope to them that, that through Christ and through that mercy life, transformation could happen. Hmm. Yeah, which is totally different from the way you had used to live. 100%. Um, my life was the self-life, and I thought the way to get better was to work on myself, and Christ is like, I want you to focus on other people, and that's how your heart's going to change. And mm -hmm. it did. And it was, in, again, it doesn't make sense to say that right now, but I was transformed through walking out that mercy life and putting others before me. Mm -hmm. How did it become real to you, Aaron? I would say the mercy life became real for me when my eyes were open to God's mercy over my own life. It was easy for me to see that I was a pretty good person, you know. Mm. Um, it was easier for me to elevate myself above my husband's sin and things that he had done to me. And so I needed to be brought low in that. I needed to see that I needed Jesus, that I, I was no different, that the, the sin in my heart was, was a lot, was great, and I need Jesus the same as he does. I'm no different. And that God did give me a revelation of that at the cross and what Jesus paid it all for me that I could never work or earn or do. Like he took all my sin, all my shame, all my guilt, all of it, all of my self-righteousness, my pride, <sighs> my anger, and he just, he loves me so much that he would do that. His love is so great and his mercy is so great. Mm -hmm. And I needed to do the same for others, mm -hmm. to extend the mercy to others, to forgive Scott, to do things that we don't deserve because Jesus did, <laughs> took all of it yeah. and paid the price that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, just, this is amazing. I mean, it's hard to grapple with, it's hard to understand, it does take a revelation in the heart, but it's the mercy life is just simply, I do for others mm -hmm. what Jesus did for me. Mm -hmm. And that's going to have maybe a different feel depending on what you really see that Jesus did for you, like you're saying, Scott, yeah. like he came alongside of me exactly where I was and he helped me. Aaron, you're saying like he took all of my sin and all of my shame on himself. Yeah. And so I am going to start doing that for other people. Mm. I mean, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But okay, how did that begin to work itself out practically Scott, the way you treated Aaron. Aaron, the way you treated Scott. Just, I don't know, maybe in big stuff, but also in day-to-day. -day. Our marriage has been rooted in mercy because of what she did 10 years ago to forgive me. Mm. So I look at where we are now, and it 
foundationally, it started because I trampled on her heart, on her life, and she was willing to say, she got to the place where she could say, I forgive you, and I am now able to trust you again. Like that was a process and it, it was hard, but when that's at the foundation level of your marriage, God can do amazing things with that, right? And so, so as the Lord began to change me and began to use this mercy life in our marriage, I was in a place where I would say, okay, how am I gonna walk beside my wife daily and, and meet her where she's at? Um, mm. I think of tangible things, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, I think of simple things like, I don't like to make the bed in the morning, okay? I know that she likes to come up and see our bedroom cleaned and picked up in the morning. And so I do that every morning, mm. not because I want to do it, but because I know that blesses my wife. Mm. So it's little things like that. And it's, it's like if you can't get it right in the little things, you're not going to get it right in the big things. So attention to those little details are huge in a marriage. Um, I try to sacrifice time for her. I try to like, okay, I know she wants to get out and do things with her friends or at church. And so I am like, okay, I will, I will watch our kids. I will do whatever I can to serve you in that way so you can get out and do those things. Mm -hmm. Again, simplistic things mm -hmm. to do, but have huge benefits on a marriage because that's the mercy life of putting her needs before my own. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm interested in, in something. You said that Jesus met you right where you were at. He mm -hmm. loved you. He gave himself for you so when you were in the early stages of rebuilding with Aaron, she's got struggles, she's got yeah. difficulties, she maybe is having a hard time trusting you, or she still has some fear or anxiety about where you're at. How did you live out the same mercy yeah. toward her? The first word that comes to mind is humility. Being patient and being willing to do whatever I needed to do to make her feel comfortable was critical. And I think she would even say that she saw a difference in me because the old me would have, would have not reacted that way. Mm -hmm. A phone was a huge issue in our relationship for her. It was a big trigger mm. having a phone because a lot of my sin was on, on phones. So when I came back from the program, I had a little kid's toy watch that we agreed upon that had five numbers programmed in it, and she was comfortable with that. I looked ridiculous. It was neon green. It stuck out. But that's what she needed in that time to help rebuild trust. And so I said, whatever you need, I will do. Right. Which was, yeah, and it, it, it did. It showed me just love and you being willing to just be patient with where I was gave me the next step in just trusting that, okay, well, we can move forward with this. So I can trust in the Lord and eventually he graduated phones to... <laughs> Other, you know, flip phones and other sure. things. There's but about a three or four he, phone process, but <laughs> right, right, yeah. But he was okay and willing to to put my needs and my comforts and my level of just being okay with things. Yeah, yeah. yeah or if I went somewhere, I would intentionally check in with her to let her know where I was or what I was doing, just to comfort her. In the past, I was more forced to do that, where she would want to know every minute where I was if I was not home, when I, we were in the middle of all my sin coming out. And then I realized 
that, and she wasn't even asking for me to check in all the time, but I felt like I needed to comfort her and make sure that she was okay when I was away from the home mm. was another way of just entering into mm-hmm. that. And it did. It, it did bring comfort and reassurance that he was thinking about me. He was caring enough to let me know these things, and it, it did grow our, our trust. And, mm-hmm. you know, I look at another example of just being patient with one another and letting go of the control, I would say, looking beyond the task at hand of like, he's he's cleaning up the kitchen and doing all these things or cooking dinner and yet not going into critique mode of he's not doing it my way or it's not the right way of how I would do things. And really seeing the log in my own eye instead of the speck in his and looking beyond that and saying, oh, but his heart is to just serve and help Mm. and me not like being critical. And the beautiful thing of that is we can laugh in those moments because Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of the kitchen where (laughs) I am a hot mess and and make messes where she would not be making, but we can laugh about it because she does see that my husband's trying to serve me and rather than tearing him down, I want to rejoice in that. Mm. And so it's been a beautiful thing just to, to watch and witness. Yeah, and it, it really has, I mean, mercy has shifted our atmosphere and our home to be more that of gratitude. I mean, I'm, when I can look past the little things and see the heart attitude of him serving and loving and be so thankful for that, it's, it's great. I mean, I used to I used to play the the keep score card and kind of keep tallies on, you know. I did this. <laughs> I did this and keep a record right. of wrongs or or even of blessings of good things. Well, he got to go do this with his buddies and and I should get to you know do these things too or that kind of thing. And it and it it really took all that off the table to to really have a heart that wants to bless my husband and I need nothing in return mm. if it blesses him to go you know, to go out, play golf with buddies, that's okay. I don't need to have another blessing in return of it. Mm-hmm. it. It can get wiped, and the Lord's filled my heart with with love to just pour that out and not have to keep track, mm-hmm. and that's a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you want to cover? I think just other tangible example would be... <laughs> Even for me, after a, a night being up with the kids and I'm exhausted, it's a little thing like getting up and serving my husband coffee in the morning, you know, or not not complaining about some things. It's looking at the gratitude behind it. But it's mm. it's serving when I don't feel like it and when I'm tired and I'd rather be served or I'd rather have my shoulders rubbed and actually doing that for him instead. Um, those tangible things, I think... Um, Doing mercy takes the competitiveness out of a marriage, that we are for each other, not against each other, and it draws us to one another in serving and loving and being givers and not takers in that day-to-day stuff. Yeah, this is so good. This is like, and I think what we try to communicate at Pure Life, and man, as I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, wow, I've got a long way to go. Um, But it's just like, What's happening is the atmosphere of the marriage, of the home, is totally changing from what can I get for me to how can I give to somebody else. 
And what Pastor Steve has taught us for so long at Pure Life is like, think about lust. What is it? It's about getting for myself. And if you're trying to change that, and if you're trying to overcome sexual sin, then change the flow of your heart. Be a giver. And I mean, what is, what is unforgiveness or bitterness? It's all about I deserve, mm-hmm. right? And, or I'm going to give him something wrong, like mm-hmm. revenge, you know? But it's just, it changes everything. And that's what I liked yeah. about at Pure Life. It started small because it, that can seem like a very big mountain to try to overcome of, okay, I live this self-life and now I've got to live this other life. And that can seem overwhelming. How do I change that overnight? It's a process. And again, it's the Lord's timing on how that happens. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about being at Pure Life, it was always small, tangible ways of doing acts of mercy for other people that really was transformational in my life because I learned at this small level of how to do it, how to walk it out. And then Lord gradually has just over the years given me more opportunities, bigger opportunities to do things in that mercy realm. Hmm. Um, okay, you've got kids. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, wow, I can't, I can't even imagine. So... How does the mercy life affect the way you see your kids, the way you relate to your kids, how you see being parents? I mean, just we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I think parenting is hard. It's difficult. It is a continuous battle and struggle to help shepherd our kids into that atmosphere of mercy, forgiveness, of, of showing them forgiveness, of allowing them to see forgiveness within Scott and I, within even our parenting and coming to them. I don't have this all together. Will you forgive me Mm. for my response to you in this? And just going low and asking for forgiveness and helping them to work through forgiving each other Mm -hmm. in those conversations and pieces and not repaying evil for evil and just doing blessing and mercy and learning to serve yeah, yeah. For others. Even in the way that we parent from a discipline standpoint, there's mercy in that, that I don't think I ever realized in my old life. I don't think I would have ever incorporated the type of discipline that we do with our kids until after the Lord really radically changed my life and showed me the mercy life. It's really merciful for me to discipline my kids when they're doing something wrong because I care about their future enough to say, there's a consequence for what you're doing right now. Um, and even in that, I get it wrong. And going back to what you were saying about the forgiveness piece, like there's been times where I've disciplined my kids the wrong way, where I had to go back to them, even in tears sometimes, and ask for forgiveness because I felt like the way I handled that situation wasn't honoring to them, wasn't honoring to the Lord. And so that's an atmosphere that, that we've created it's like it's it's merciful to even show them that I don't have it all together mm-hmm. and that I'm coming to you and asking you for forgiveness. It's it's creating that environment of true mercy, mm-hmm. um, which I think has impacted our kids in doing that for sure. Yeah, they're watching both of you, number one, being willing to say I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And number two, just like when somebody comes to you and says I'm wrong, you forgive. Mm-hmm. Like you don't harbor this. You don't yeah. try to pay them back. Right. And that's mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The other 
you know, aspect of mercy is like, okay, I'm going to use my time and my resources to help other people. You guys, I've heard that you guys do that as well with your kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Um, we try to just set up opportunities as a family, just rhythm, regular rhythms to go and do mercy for others, whether it be going to visit nursing homes and just talking to the people there and loving on them and taking our time out of our, our day and pointing it toward others and, and spending it with others. And, you know, whether it be serving, taking our kids to help early in the morning, go set up chairs at church, um, serving at other various ministries um, in the community or packaging up meals and taking them to people that need them and just portraying the love and mercy toward others because it really helps get them out of the self mode, out of just what I can get. Even this summer, we made a poster on like mercy, acts of mercy that we want to do this summer instead of what do we want to do this summer, you know, mm. as, a, as, you know, kids and what, how they want to spend their summer, but shifting it to pouring out. Yeah, I heard a quote one time that said, practice makes perfect, but I don't believe that. I think practice makes permanent. And so we try to teach our kids that like practicing the mercy life is what's going to actually draw you near to the heart of God one day. And so we just, you have to tangibly do that with your kids. They're not just going to wake up one day and say, I want to serve other people. No, they are, <laughs> right. they are, they literally come out of the womb wanting to be nurtured and they want it their way. The way me, they, me, me, right. Me, yeah. So, so as parents, we, we have to practice tangibly doing that mercy life so it impacts them when they get older. Okay. Mm -hmm. So question, just practical stuff, right? Because there's going to be a natural resistance to that. Maybe there's the tantrums, there's the whys, there's the what about me? How do you guys work through it with your kids? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of grace, um, a lot of crying out to the Lord to like give me patience because this is hard when they're complaining that they don't want to do this or they don't want to do that. But we also have like spoken over our kids and say, but the Wilsons do this. The, the Wilsons are mercy doers. Mm. You know, we speak that over our kids' lives and we practice it and we don't falter or waver on that. Like we, mm. we press forward in that. And the easy thing to, to do in a lot of those situations would be just to give up and say, okay, this is just too hard. Our kids are complaining, let's just walk away from it. But Aaron and I choose to enter into the heart and say, no, we're going to press forward, we're going to do this, and we're not going to give you the option not to because it's like we see the future of what this lifestyle can do. We've witnessed it in our own lives, so we, we have to fight for that. We have to fight for that. Mm -hmm. That's hard. It is hard, and it's a battle to to continue in. I mean, you hear so often for kids that would say, that's not fair. Mm. We hear that a lot. It's like, mm. I know it's not fair. You know, it's mm. not fair that Jesus went to the cross. You mm. know, it, the mercy of it all and just being able to enter into those conversations with the kids and know it isn't fair, but God, mm -hmm. his mercy is so great that we can, we can pour it out to others and and we've seen transformations in our kids when they enter into the mercy life mm -hmm. and serve other people like there is a shift in their hearts and the atmosphere once they begin to do it we've seen it yes they're happier we'll we'll come back from serving other people in a ministry of some sort packing up food or whatnot and we'll come home and they just keep pouring that out and serving you know getting mm. somebody else something to drink or 
it, it just and, yeah, shifts and their we heart. that's why we fight for it because we've seen the fruit of that in small ways in their lives. So we have to keep continuing to fight for that, right. knowing that there is there is a better way at the end by doing that. Well, and you've seen the the fruit of yeah. selfishness. Yes, <laughs> like where that goes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. if you just like, oh yeah, we'll just we'll just let them be selfish because it's easier. Way easier. <laughs> That's the easiest way to parent. And I again, I get it wrong sometimes. Sometimes I just let them be in their selfishness because I'm tired, because I'm exhausted, because I've had a long day, and I pay the price for that because you see, in that moment or even the next day, what that produces. Mm. So it's a it's a reminder of having to go back to seeing the big picture of the mercy life and what it actually produces. Mm. So, you know, as you guys are talking about the atmosphere you've established in the home with your kids, I'm just reflecting that your kids were pretty young when you came back from Pure Life, so you've really been able to, from the, pretty much the beginning, establish this yeah. as a culture in the home. If you were walking alongside of uh, an older couple who have teens where that has not been the atmosphere and now they want to begin to create that atmosphere, are there any words of wisdom or thoughts that you would offer? My first thought would be low and slow. Hmm. That comes to mind. I, I think of if I was coming back and my kids were teenagers, what would be the best response? And I think walking out the humility, the mercy life, serving, um, letting them see a different dad rather than telling them I'm a different dad would probably be more impactful. And again, that's hard because that's going to take probably longer to maybe get the result you want. Mm. But not having teenagers, but knowing I was one at one time and, <laughs> and knowing a right. lot that trying to be more um, authoritarian and telling them might not be as received as well as we would want that to be received. So I've seen mighty changes in my life, and I've seen restoration and healing in my life over the past decade by going low and slow and relationships being healed and, and walking it out in that way, that I think there's a lot of power in that and being seen rather than heard. Mm -hmm. I completely agree, and I would add to that too of more of praying things than saying them, mm. you know? There's so much more power in praying than saying, you know, for our kids to, to hear us say something to them, but to really pray and ask the Lord to do a mighty work in hearts of mercy, to open their eyes, to see it, to, to do it, um, like you said, mm. is, is powerful. Yeah, I mean, that. our story, my testimony is because of you praying, because of my mom praying, n never stopping to pray for me and my, and my weakness and my darkness and my sin. And so there's fruit of people who get on their knees and go to the Lord without stopping. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really good because I think you could be tempted. So let's say you're, your kid's 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. It could be tempting to say like, well... I guess the damage is done, there's no turning back kind of thing. But that's not true. Right. I mean, what you've seen God do in your own life mm -hmm. proves Absolutely. that He answers prayer, yeah. that He's good, He's willing, and so then it's like, okay, I've, this is a situation I've got. I'm going to pour my life out 
through intercession, yeah. through mm -hmm. patience, through love, just, yeah. So it might take longer to turn that boat around, but it can be turned around. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like, so you've talked about your marriage, you've talked about the family, how has the mercy life worked out in terms of relationships outside the home or in the community? So about four months after I came back from the program, I was given the opportunity at our church to share my testimony, our story. Um, which was not on my radar when I came home. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, like, hey, get up in front of your church congregation and tell them who you really are. And yeah. I wanted to come back and just live a quiet, humble life and just, but that wasn't God's plan. So um, I, I jumped at that opportunity and, and shared. And by being vulnerable and by being authentic and real and just sharing what God had done in my life and our marriage, that just opened up a door that I never thought or saw when I came back from Pure Life because being vulnerable creates vulnerability in others and, and mm -hmm. people began to come to us with their own sexual sin, um, struggles, um, broken marriages, and we began to enter into counseling a lot of different marriages and discipling a lot of different people through this realm. And that has, that has been one of the greatest acts of mercy that I don't think was on either one of our radars mm -mm. a decade ago. And to be just completely honest, it's not fun at times. Entering into other people's messes is hard and it's exhausting. And just being like from a selfish standpoint, it takes a lot of time. And there's a lot of time that I don't, there's a lot of times I don't want to do that. Just in the flesh, it's like I've got, I'm exhausted. I've been working all day or all week or whatever it is. I've got three kids at home, I've got a wife, I've got a lot of things I could be doing, and yet the Lord's like, has, has put on my heart that that's what I've called you to do. And so even at times when it's not what I wanna do, the Lord has always blessed when I have sacrificed my flesh and my time to enter into other people's lives mm. and, and, give, and give back to them in that way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That definitely wasn't on the radar, but it is is—it is a gift. We love to share what God's done because there's fruit in it. We've mm -hmm. seen um, the power of a testimony and what mm -hmm. it, it changes other people's lives and hearts, too, of what God can do. It mm -hmm. builds up hope, you know, walking beside the mess. It's a gift. I mean, Jesus came along our side of our mess, yeah. and he loved us through it. And... I think he continues to show me the patience in walking beside others and being patient and just being loving. And um, it is a sacrifice of time, but it's worth it. Yeah, and it has strengthened our faith. I can think of a, a few specific couples where we have witnessed radical transformation, mm. where when we entered in, I would say, and I can even remember one specific where I said, there's no chance, like they're gonna get divorced. And then the husband ended up actually coming to Pure Life, had his heart changed by the Lord. And these two are still married, on fire for the Lord, radically changed. So what kindness of the Lord to give Aaron and I a front row seat to see that transformation. 
that's where you're yeah. like, Lord, use me in any way you want to, because when I get selfish and in it, and it's like, I'm tired, I don't want to do it, but you've given us these moments mm. of encouraging us to say, it's worth every minute and every sacrifice to be able to see that type of transformation. Mm. Mm. Um, it's yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so one last question, which came from Josh Broadhurst, who's working the cameras over here. Awesome question. When you are right in the beginning stages of your marriage being rebuilt, there's a lot of problems. Mm. And you feel like, I don't have time to give away to other people. Mm. I've got way too many problems that need solving here. When you're talking to a couple like that and trying to explain the blessings of the mercy life and they come back at you with, with yeah. that. Which we've experienced. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so what do, you, what do you say? Well, I might not say it just like this, but the first thing that comes to mind is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting different results. Hmm. Right, so if you, you've lived this life up to this point a certain way and, you're, and you're, there's chaos, there's disaster, there's anger, there's frustration, there's bitterness, there's no... Tr so if we continue to just live the way that you have lived... Me first. Yeah, right, the self-life. How are we going to have different results, mm. right? So if we completely flip that script and say, okay, let's live the mercy life, let's try to be others-focused and not me-focused, I wonder what the results could be in that circumstance. And again, I don't know, we would counsel people through that, but that would be the essence of the message is we can't do what we've been doing the past year, the past decade, whatever that is. We've got to do something different. So let's get in God's Word. Mm -hmm. Let's see how He shows us to live the life that we're called to live, which there's nothing in God's Word that says live the self-life, <laughs> right? right? Actually, we're, we're called to deny ourselves. Um, so let's try that path and let's see where we end up. Yeah, I agree with that. And a practical way to just start here is just in prayer. Mm. I mean, where your prayers all focused on me, myself, and I. Let's start with a prayer life that's praying for others too. You know, mm. let's let's start there and just starting to pray mercy over others and mm. praying for others first mm. um, is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, because the flow is going to change in the heart first, right? And man, I can, I remember a time in my life where somebody basically confronted me and said, you are not allowed to pray for yourself at all starting now. And man, that was hard because I saw how self-focused I was. But as mm -hmm. I began to really intercede for other people, it's amazing how the things that I wanted for me, like peace, joy, rest on the inside, mm -hmm. started to come, mm -hmm. but not because I was all about me, but because I entered into the same flow that God is in, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I know you guys can say a hearty amen to, yeah. you don't get this right the first time, and this takes yes. <laughs> a lot of practice, you know? And, but I just really, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming in and talking about that. And because yeah. it's just, it is transformational. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, yeah. Blessed are the merciful, they will obtain mercy. Yeah. And either that's true or it's not true, right? That's and if true. it's true, then when we give our lives away, what we get in return is 
better than mm -hmm. what we had tr been trying to get for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, thank so you guys. True. Thank you for coming yeah, in. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, if this episode really resonated with you, and if you're seeing that living out the mercy of God toward others is extremely important for you, and if you want to know more about the mercy life, I've got good news. We did a 19-part series on this topic. So if you haven't already heard our victory series, just look for episode number 435 and get ready. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.